<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me, as always, on this adventure down the toy aisle is my good friend, Travis. Travis, it's episode 45. Are you ready to talk some toys? I am definitely ready to talk some toys. Well, it's going to be a great episode. Our main event is X-Men Series 2 from Toy Biz. Um... Going back and doing some research, X-Men Series 1 was all the way at Episode 6. It doesn't feel like that long ago, though, right? I mean, when we, granted, we've, we're approaching one year of this podcast, but it doesn't seem like it's been that long ago that we covered that. So I'm excited, I'm excited yeah. to dive back into X-Men. Yeah, almost 40 episodes exact. You yeah. Go from 6 to 45. So, phew. They say time flies when you're having fun. You better it's, believe I it. Mean, it Time's flying for us. I, I don't know if it is for the listeners, but at least for us, it seems like the other day we were just talking about that. Yeah, well, and you know what's funny is I, I think everybody enjoys our show. I'll get random things. In fact, I got a random message. I just remembered this from our Power Ranger episode a few weeks ago. Um, one of the listeners said that wasn't a power coin that they were that included with them. It was a temporary tattoo. Oh, do you remember? Okay. I don't remember them having tattoos. I don't either, but that this is – I love getting information like this because yeah. – um, Send it our way. We love it. Yeah. I mean, you're not correcting us. We're not – I mean, well, yeah, you are correcting us, but it's not in a mean or mean-spirited way because, you know, as much as Breaker and I like to think we know everything and we're the be-all, end-all, we definitely make mistakes. And we don't know. We're not experts. I I look at us as just fans, right? We're two guys that right. like collecting. We've spent most of our life thinking about toys, so we took that passion and knowledge, or lack thereof, I guess, and did a podcast. Mm -hmm. But we we certainly don't know everything. We'll definitely hit blind spots, and you know, right. doing research sometimes you're trying to find pictures, and sometimes the pictures aren't the most clear, and you kind of just go for what you remember, and. um yeah, I had yeah. no idea, but I think that that's, that's really cool. So we appreciate the feedback, man. Yeah, definitely. Keep it, uh, you know, we'll have a good housekeeping section if, uh, at the beginning and before icebreakers and all that for any and all corrections. And uh, we, we enjoy it. So correct us. Let Absolutely. us know where we have gone wrong. Definitely. And... Um... This week, like I said, our, our main event will be X-Men Series 2 from Toy Biz, which will be so much fun to dive into. A lot to talk about there, of course. We're going to talk about what has us excited, what we're finding on the pegs. But before we get into that, it's always time for an icebreaker. And it's my week this week. And Travis, um, we don't always keep icebreakers topical because, honestly, people may not realize this, but in doing a podcast, it's not the easiest thing in the world to think of a good conversation sparking question just out of nowhere 
Right. Especially, you know, and I know we didn't do these early on. This kind of kind of happened out over time, but we're also in that point where like we want to make sure did we did we did we did we ask that already? Like have we if we talked about that, did we talk about that on our downtime when we were just talking on the phone or was that part of the uh-huh. show? You know, like that's it all it all kind of runs together. So a topical thing happened and and you suggested that we do it for a uh, for an icebreaker and I think you're absolutely correct. Because this is such an interesting thing to me. I found an article and some company named Mattel's Masters of the Universe Masterverse line was the action figure line of the year for 2021. Meaning that it was the best action figure line of the year. I collect this line. I know you enjoy this line. But I was kind of shocked by that, I'll be honest. I was, but I wasn't. Like it, like you, like you said, we've both been collecting it since day one. Uh, we've liked the sculpts. We like the size of the figures. Uh, the molds are great. Uh, you think the heads are in scale? I think they're a little shrunken head. But yeah. like that's my my only really complaint about the line um and what's weird that's cut you off but i never even realized that until you pointed it out and then it was like oh wow they are kind of small and it's just a smidge like it's not you know we're not putting uh you know marvel legends heads on a on a 12 inch figure or anything like that and it's perspective sure so you know he-Man's muscly. We're going to make him muscly. But uh, we both really like this line. And when at first when you sent it, I went, well, yeah, absolutely it gets action figure line of the year because, I mean, look, He-Man was great. Skeletor was really good. Uh, Man-at-Arms, Tila, uh, Mossman, Evil-In. Like, they all were Great. Spikor was an awesome figure. Spikor, Faker, um, like, they all were just very, very good. And then, like, the next thing that pops up, and I think, like, the light bulb went off on both, like, in both of our heads. Wait a minute. Is this better than NECA Turtles or Mm -hmm. Super 7? Or G.I. Joe. And so, G.I. Joe. Um, and you can see where we start, I don't want to say nitpicking it, but we start to talk about, well, what are the rules on this? Is this an action figure? Like, did it get action figure line of the year because it was in the kids section and not the collectible section? Uh, okay, well, then does that mean... What about McFarlane DC? Because those had great figures, and not every not every toy line can get action figure line of the year. But we started trying to figure out what the prerequisites could be, and what you know what makes an action figure line of the year, and. Why? Why not Super Seven? Why not yeah. NECA uh, or, or anything like that? It, it's it's such an interesting debate because I don't know the answer 
um, like I said, Masterverse has been amazing. And I remember when they kind of previewed that, they showed a He-Man and they said Masterverse and it was going to be like a seven inch line. And I remember thinking like, oh, that's cool, but I'm not going to buy that in the Origins figure. So I'll just collect the Origins. And then when I started seeing more of these, I'm like, okay, I have to have these because these are phenomenal. Like, you know, they modernize it. They're more like Masters of the Universe classics, I think, than right than Origins. And, of course, that's not a line I ever collected. I wish I had because it's amazing. But So I was pretty well like, I really want these figures. They're, they're just amazing. They're fantastic. So would I have guessed them to be figure of the year? I mean, when you say action figure, I guess what's the difference between a NECA turtle and a GI Joe other than they're in, right. di- they're in different sections. One's a collectible one's not, but, but you can, you can make a Mattel elite, a toy or a collectible depending on yes. how you want to do it. So it's, it's a weird, I guess it depends on your own personal definition, right? Like, like one thing I've, I've realized <clears throat> over the last couple of years, I love WWF Hasbro. And I remember Jeff Toon from Fully Posable said this. He said they weren't the easiest to play with. So for us, they're more like display pieces. And I remember thinking, like, I played with these every day, you know, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Did they did they work? No, but it was like imagination, right? Like Taker, right. Undertaker had that one open hand so he could do the choke slam. Right. Um, you know, like... You know, Brutus, Brutus Beefcake had one curled arm to where you could do... A sleeper per se, really. It was just like a an yeah. under the chin chokehold or something. But Macho Series One had that one arm, kind of at a right angle, perfect elbow drop arm. Yep. So, I mean, it took some imagination, but I love them now that I have them, and you can like stand them up and display them. They are fantastic for that as well. It's just interesting because that's not as a kid, I wouldn't have ever thought that, right? Like standing these up on a display shelf and thinking how cool that is. I never would have thought that, but again, things change over time sometimes. So I don't know. It's definitely, it's definitely interesting that, that, that Masterverse won, but good for Mattel, but at the same time, like, you know, you, you bring up like, how does these other lines not win? Look, look, let's look at Mattel elite, right? Are legends a different line or are those still part of the elite line? Cause they're elite figures, but it's a legends line. Right. So then there's like the Royal Rumble line that comes out every year. And then like previous years, I don't know if they have them now as much, but like top picks, that's like its yep. own thing. And then there's like, there's been like the NXT takeover line and the network spotlight line and elite. Flashbacks. And even though they're all elite style figures are, you know, they're not in the, the standard elite, assortment of like elite 80 you know 90 91 92 yeah summer slam or legends or survivor or series like that. survivor series it's wrestlemania a, or wrestlemania flashbacks things like that yeah it's a different thing it's kind of like classified cobra island right they're not in the main line right but they're still congruent with the other figures so i don't know um who votes on this how this is determined I don't know what's included, what's not included. Are we and are, are we just looking at six inch figures? Like, so 
like, do they include the Marvel Legends three and three quarter figures? Do they include the Super Seven reaction figures? Do they include Funko Pops? Do they include, you know, like, and here's another thing. Like, I'll just throw this out there. I'm not a Fortnite fan, but those new Hasbro Fortnite figures, even though they're in really weird boxes, those figures look amazing. Yes, they are. I have looked at them multiple times. Have you, have you, I, to me, I, when I see a line that stops me in my tracks and makes me look, that's when I feel like, okay, they did it. They did their good job of me wanting to window shop. And and by yes. that, I mean, they stopped me and I looked at it and I looked at the price and I thought about it. Like, I don't, I bought the three and three quarter, some of the Fortnite figures before just cause I thought they were fun. You know, at the time I wasn't really collecting much. And so it's like, well, these are kind of fun. You know, like there's a gingerbread man and a banana guy and a guy with a right. hamburger head. That's kind of fun. And they look like GI Joe's. That's fun stuff. But I knew nothing about the characters and these Hasbro figures are great. I know nothing about the character still, but the figures themselves look good. But again, it's one of those things you have to kind of work within a budget. And, and I've done that before too, like DC multiverse that where I saw like a, an incredible figure and I'm like, okay, well I have to buy that. And yep, it just happens sometimes. Uh, I've been lucky enough with these Fortnite figures because it's still early. Um, that all of the figures released currently uh, are before Gavin started playing. So he doesn't like the skins. Like the, He loves Midas, but the Midas Rex that is out right now is not the Midas that he liked. Okay. Or the version of Midas that he liked. So he's like, eh. And the, the same thing, there's a Sky with this uh, little pink bouncy, I forget, whatever. Um, he liked her, but it wasn't like it wasn't Meow Schools or Kit. So like um, those last McFarlane ones, where there was Meow Schools and uh, Kit and Dark Meow Schools, those were when Gavin got in, and we have uh, some of those uh, Peely uh, and then Agent Peely. Are those the like, six inch ones or the the three and three quarter inch ones? The those were the six-inch McFarlane ones, like, before Hasbro took over. Well, so um, but, they actually had McFarlane, and they had Jazzwares was making some of them, too, oddly enough. Uh, I know for the three and three-quarter ones, he has a handful. You sent over a handful, and yeah. then he's got um, – he had picked up, um, like, the Battle Bus – came with a couple of them. He got the semi-truck that came with a Jonesy, and he had picked up other little three and three-quarters of the guys that he liked as well. So um, I I think it's great. Yeah. Um, and I I think that they, uh, that they should, you know, be in a, a nomination for a line of the year. Um, and, and the G.I. Joe, like they, those are great, great figures. So it, it's tough to say what the prerequisites were, but, um, you know, shout out to Mattel and, uh, the revelations because, uh, I, I think it is well-deserved, um, that they, that they got the, uh, figure of the year or, or like action figure line of the year. 
I will say this too. I'm kind of shocked that AEW wasn't picked. Not because their figures are far superior, because they've had some misses, especially more lately with some of the heads and stuff. But you can't find those on the pegs, man. Like they they move fast. I would have thought that would have had a factor in it, right? How they sell? I guess not. I I wonder if wrestling figures get the typical. Well, it's just wrestling figures. Uh, like, it could be. It could be. I, I don't know for a fact, but it kind of gets that. Well, they're wrestling figures, and uh, you've seen one wrestling figure. You've seen them all. Like it could be. I I, I don't know, but I I agree. The they they have come a long way since Zombie Cody in Series One. I think a lot of that was they were rushing to get it on the pegs. My personal opinion, and and we were right smack dab at the very beginning of the pandemic, and right. it was a mess. It, it was, and I, and I think sometimes part of that is like we we all wanted them, we wanted those figures because they were so cool, but ultimately, them taking their time would have probably been for the best, you know, but. They've since more than made up for that. Like the Cody Rhodes from Series Four is phenomenal. Yes. So, but speaking of that, that may be the we may not see any more Cody Rhodes AEW figures. Who knows? R.I.P. American Nightmare. <laughs> Welcome back, Stardust. <laughs> could be, could be. Um, to kind of switch gears to uh, what has us excited this week is kind of an interesting week for us. We do have a lot of announcements that happened. Uh, Marvel Legends made some announcements. Um, I know there were some announcements from NECA and even Zombie Sailor. Uh, I'm going to start with what has me the most excited, and that's uh, Zombie Sailor's announcement, man. It was enough to make me go, holy crap, you need to check his Instagram right oh, right now. Because he's kind of been a little bit more on the quiet side lately, I've noticed, because he's trying to get Series 1 in hand yes. before he does any more pre-orders, which is smart. Because uh, at, at time of recording... We are at the tail end of February, which was originally the release date for the Series 1 figures. Sure. And, yeah, exactly. Tail end of February and still not yet. But, again, if they take two extra months, I'd rather them be right than have issues, you know? That's just my opinion. Uh, uh, we've waited this long. They said, they said what, the, the pre-orders were out in June. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're already seven, eight months since the pre-order so I, at this point what's an additional one to two months exactly but uh zombie announced he has signed the road warriors so we're gonna see the road warriors with removable shoulder pads nwa style in the heels and faces line this is huge man I, yeah this is this is big um, I, it's great news, uh, but it's also sad that it had to happen after they're both, you know, gone. Yeah. So not, and I don't mean that in the, like a sad way, but like it, uh, where th- this would have been amazing to get signed or, or anything like that. Cause these are going to be. Uh, the, these are going to be great uh, with the 
the shoulder pads. I hope they do the shoulder pads that were like the the bone cruncher ones that were sweet, like soft and like pliable to where you can like where they where they move a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about where they were like squishy or like pliable and bendable. Um, And you know what? This is going to be. Uh, this is going to be perfect for, you know, what we talked about. He's going to be able to re-release these molds with different face paints, different. Absolutely. Like, hey, yeah, the first one, they're, yeah, they're going to be the Road Warriors. But, uh, you know, what if customizers want to make LOD? What if they want to do the gold ones, like, with the gold shoulder pads? What if they want to do the blue ones? Mm-hmm. Like, This is a great pickup from him, great release from him, and this also, he kind of revealed his hand. This is going to be in the Series 1 tag teams or two-packs. So let's do a little fantasy booking with this off the top of our head. Uh, Who do you think would be will be in his Series 1 tag teams slash two-packs. So I'm going to base this off of having three two-packs. Yes. um, Because that's pretty traditional. I think he's going to have, obviously, the Road Warriors. I think he's going to have the Rock and Roll Express because they're already signed. Yep. And I think what he's going to do is he's going to take the Paul Roma and Hercules and make them a two-pack. Ooh, good. I I didn't think of that one. Because um, I know they're going to be – he's not – if I remember right on the sketches, like Hercules, instead of it saying power, it says Herc, you know? Right, yeah. Because I think it's like – obviously it's an issue. You can't put power and glory on there because it's a WWE copyright. But he could put, you know, Herc and Roma on the shirts and give Herc the chain and all that stuff like – There'll be power and glory without saying power and glory. And on the card can still say, you know, Hercules, Hernandez, and Paul Roma. You know, there's no right. issue there. So that's what I think personally. Um, I know he had said initially Hercules was going to be in Series 3, but I could see him with the Road Warriors signing, changing directions. But also, too, you know, Zombie's been kind of quiet lately. I bet you he's got some people signed that we're not even aware of yet, like – if you looked on that sketch, the Road Warriors, he did that Hawk sketch in January 29th, I think it said. Yeah. That was a month from, uh, almost a month from when he released the sketch. So he had probably had them signed for a good while before he moved forward with, with releasing that information. Big Bully Busick, he had a prototype shown before he released any information that he had been signed. So... I mean, Zombie's also been pretty heavily involved with the Dudley Boys, or I'm sorry, not the Dudley Boys, the ECW, because um, I was thinking how cool it would be to be to get the Dudley Boys as Hasbro's. I don't know if they could do that with Devon working for WWE, but um, I don't know. Like, ECW tag teams would be fun. Like, I don't know. Uh, we I need mean, an Eliminators two-pack. Right. I mean, how cool would that be? Or an FBI with Guido, Tracy Smothers, and, uh, oh gosh, either Big Sal or, uh, mm-hmm. I can't think of, uh, 
who was the other one in the uh, Tracy Smothers little Jack Guido. Victory? Jack Victory, yep. Because he, uh, yeah, the, like an FBI. Uh, oh, Tommy Rich was in there too, wasn't he? Tommy Rich, that, Jack Victory. Jack, Jack Victory is with Steve Carino. With Carino, that's what it was. Well, you know, another one I just thought of because these guys are both signed. What if they did Rob Van Dam and Bill Alfonso? That, I mean that that works or Bill Alfonso and uh, Sabu because he did you know he managed both of them and it, it's one of those things I don't know like I could see him doing repaints like especially like someone like Sabu how many different pairs of pants did that guy have you know so right easily could do because I I think there was even an image floating around where they did a Sabu in purple pants so I could see that happening as well but. It's hard to say, but I think it's uh, it's super fun. Well, you know, another one, he signed Sex Ferguson, right? He signed Gallows as the Sex Ferguson character. So could we see Sex Ferguson and Chad Too Bad? Is that possible? I, I hope so. As a, as a fan of uh, Carl Anderson, as a Cincinnati native, I, uh, I'd love to see a Chad Too Bad or, uh, you know, even a, a Carl Anderson figure that'd be that'd be great yeah so Um, there's a lot there that i think would be a lot of fun as it rolls out he also said when series one's in hand these were going to come out rapid fire was the words he used so i think he could have probably put series two up for pre-order a lot sooner than he is going to but he wanted to make sure everybody got series one in hand first which is probably smart it is smart but i hope he doesn't flood the market right i agree how many times have we talked about we only have so much to budget and so much to spend and do you you know do we necessarily want to rob peter to pay paul of well i'll put this off because i need to buy this or oh crap i need to drop this because i want do i pick AEW unrivaled series 3 or do i pick uh, zombie sailor or uh, you know the wolf chop shop or marvel legends or gargoyles or NECA turtles or you know whatever wrestling card thing that is out right now like i hope he just doesn't like flood the market with all right it's may here's series two guess what we're doing series three in June. It's like, oh, dude, I just spent two hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars on right a pre order. I need to, I need to recoup a little bit. Like, I don't think that's what he means. I think he means in the sense of, I'm only waiting this time until you get your first set in. That way, you know it's quality. But. I could see him saying, like, so let's say he puts Series 2 up for pre-order in April, you know, maybe putting Series 3 up in July or August, you know, as opposed to a year later. Because I remember that we we had thought that, too. We're like, man, it's been over a year. There's no figures in hand. Like, that's kind of a problem. You know, like, it's hard to get excited for a line when nothing's happening. But now that things are starting to move, I'm pretty excited for everything he has. I... I am too. I think uh, I think it's going to be great, and I'm excited to see uh, what uh, what the line brings and and what 
we'll like what we'll be seeing from the line. Absolutely. Um, other other news. Um, I'm trying to think of, of which way I want to go here. Uh, NECA, some some news there. We saw some of the new Gargoyles figures revealed, as well as some new NECA Turtles, man. What do you think about all these? Um, the Gargoyles look great. I'm glad that they're going, you know, that they're doing the, the releases of the other. Uh, they're doing mostly the good guys right now, mm-hmm. which is smart uh, to get that to get those guys out. Um, the turtles are real hit or miss for me. They're um, deep cuts this time. They're yeah. We're, we're in like season four, uh, deep cuts. Um, couple of things that I like turtle wise specifically. And I hope they do this a little more. Um, I, I like that they're going the Archie comic route. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing some of the figures based on the artwork of Archie comics. So slash, yeah, that was one was really cool. Um, I have a wish, um, you know, I know Jason Wolf remembers this. I don't know if, if you do, or if anybody else read that comic. Um, but Raphael was a wrestler, in the cop in the comic. Oh, really? And he was in all black. Like he looked like black Spider-Man or like the symbiote Spider-Man. Like oh, he wow. was just in this all black suit. Um, cause that was his wrestling gear. And I know that's very plain and simple an all black figure, but it's also very easy. And one of those things that you just kind of remember from the comic series. So I'd like to see that. Um, I liked the fact that instead of re-releasing uh, all four turtles again for the movie, that they're just releasing a secret of the use with new heads mm-hmm. with a bunch of accessories. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a cool idea. So um, I may have to go pick up uh, another set of these two packs that I see at Walmart. Um and then the uh, the biggest thing that I liked about the Turtles is not only is NECA doing it, uh, but Playmates is doing it. We are getting two last Ronin figures. Yes. Um, and like I said, Playmates is coming out with one. They, they announced that first. So you've got a last Ronin in that vintage style Playmates figure, which looks great. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, Last Ronin is a um, it's a comic series, mini series that started coming out last year uh, due to delays and things. It's not quite done yet, but it is the turtles in the quote unquote dystopian future. Only one of the turtles is left. I won't spoil and tell you which one, but he is the last Ronin of the Turtles, and he carries all of the Turtles' weapons, and he's kind of like the... I, I know we don't cuss for... And this isn't really cussing, but like the badass of mm-hmm. the Turtles. And like He's the best part 
of everything. So it's kind of like a lone wolf and cub or, um, you know, last Jedi type story, but with Ninja Turtles. And it's, uh, it's cool that Playmates is doing it, but then NECA released one as well. Um, I like both of them. And I know we say normally game time decisions, but with Ronan, uh, I'm, I'm in with both of them. Oh, really? Both? Huh? Uh, yeah, I, cause I know the NECA is probably going to be around 35 bucks and that's going to be well worth it with the amount of accessories and extra head. And I like seeing the Playmates version, uh, as well. So, uh, super excited about those. So, you know, I agree with that completely. I think these are going to be great. Um, but I'll say this about Playmates that I've never understood. I'm looking at the NECA one right now. Dude, that is an incredible figure. I assume that's just going to be an ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. Just I think so. Incredible figure. Here's what I don't get about Playmates. You've had the Ninja Turtles license since, what, probably 86, 87? The first people to get the Ninja Turtles toy license. Why aren't you seeing what these other companies are doing and and realizing, like, hmm, there's a market there? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It does. And how have they been able to keep the line this long? The the not the line, but the the franchise this long, or the intellectual property, and not just keep making figure after figure after figure. I don't get it. Um, I know the uh, yesterday or the day before when we saw that first last Ronin image, the first thing you said was, holy crap, Playmates is doing it right. They're jumping the gun. And then yeah. 24 hours later, we see the NECA one. And we're like, okay. Like, now who's going to make it out first? So, right. um, no, I agree. I don't know. I, I wonder if NECA just rests on their laurels because everything, or not NECA, Playmates, pardon me. But Playmates, all they do is just re-release everything. They re-release those original figures. They re-released all the movie figures. They re-released um, those kind of like seven-inch animated figures. It's like the one right now, there's like a Leo and Rocksteady, and then I think it's Donnie and Bebop. or two packs. Donnie and yeah, the the oversized two pack, and those aren't very good. Like I wanted to collect those, but they are not good. Yeah, they they are not good at all. See, honestly, the re releasing the figures doesn't bother me if we got everyone. But like, hey, where's the Casey Jones? Where's the Shredder? Where's Krang, Bebop, Rocksteady? Plus, like the like Mondo Gecko, like Ace Duck. Why aren't you making those characters? Like, if they release those those characters, like. Like I, you know, I've told you before. Like I vividly remember as a kid, I had, I always wanted the original turtles, but like I remember having Mondo Gecko and Ace Duck, in, uh, what is it? Leatherhead. Yeah, and uh, uh, what is his name? General Trag. I had him. What's the rabbit's uh-huh. name? Uh, Usagi. Usagi Ujimbo. Yeah, I had him, um, and all these characters. But it's like. Re-release those, man. That would that would catch everybody in the feels. I think you know. 
NECA is doing it. They're I doing agree. a good job with it. Like, why aren't you making those characters? I I agree because you know even by using the same molds, the joints are going to be tighter. The yeah, you know why not? Uh, you know, with the Casey Jones, instead of releasing Casey with just his green bag and his green weapons, you know paint them put the details in them like to and, and there was enough details in those sculpts to where if you if you put down a good paint scheme or an updated paint application those figures are going to look amazing sure yeah I, I i don't i don't understand it um because neca super seven they're doing great stuff and you'd think playmates would see that and realize oh we could do that too I don't know, but uh, one one other thing too we 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 kind of we didn't touch on yet. We saw the third Universal monster um, officially shown, which is Mikey as the Mummy. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm confused, but uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, I know Raph is starting to hit stores now. Uh, he looks cool. I don't. And I, I don't know much about the mummy, so if anybody would like to to school us or school me, uh, I don't understand the cobra that it comes with and the screaming head. Sure. That one threw me for a loop, but the fact that he uses two onks as his nunchucks, amazing. I think that is just so, so cool mm-hmm. and uh, like a great original idea. Kind of like uh, the uh, Frankenraff having the lightning bolt size. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, great stuff. I mean, uh, the Universal Monsters line, spoiler, I'll be t- touching on that in the next segment, is, is super fun. NECA's killing it. These are great. I'm excited for it. So keep rolling them out, you know. That's all I can say. I it, It's a perfect match of two properties and NECA is doing a great job at, you know, doing it, releasing them, and updating it. No, yeah, I agree completely. And the there are three more figures on the side. So we talked about where we think April is the bride of Frankenstein, but on the packaging there are now two more figures below that were shadowed out that mm-hmm. – you really couldn't. You really couldn't make out. So, I mean, that obviously is going to be the fourth turtle, I would think. That would have been. But I want. I wonder who the sixth is going to be. Is it going to be Splinter? Is it going to be a Casey Jones? Like, what? Do you have any ideas or predictions? Who that? who the mystery man is going to be, and it's not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Who's the third man? <laughs> Who's the Whose third side man? is he on? Um, honestly, I don't know, because I was really thrown off when uh, Leo was the hunchback. And right. That was enough of a shocker to make me think, like, oh, okay. So, I mean, we ha- I mean, we haven't seen... You know, like a wolf man yet. We haven't seen the invisible man yet. We haven't seen Dracula or creature from the black lagoon. So 
when you make Leo the hunchback, which honestly wouldn't have even been in like my my initial like thoughts, I'm honestly not sure because I felt like it would have been like um Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Mummy, right? That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when you go hunchback, it's like, oh, okay. But I wouldn't have thought that would have been Leo. So I'm honestly not sure where they're going with this, man. But like I said, I dig the line. I think it's really fun. I am too, and I am definitely along for the ride. Um, And now on to Marvel Legends. We saw several new waves of Marvel Legends announced. And the one thing I really want to touch on, uh, Storm. We'll be getting a Marvel Legends uh, VHS box release from that new Marvel Legends X-Men line. Yes. Uh, what, and what are your thoughts looks, on these, man? It's getting harder and harder for me not to want to collect these. Yeah. Like, I knew I'm getting Wolverine. Wolverine's 100%. Like, chalk it up, Wolverine's happening. But it is... It's getting really, really hard not to want to get all of these now because that storm looks amazing. But I'm not a fan of the Jubilee, really. But Mm -hmm. I like Mr. Sinister. So it's like, I don't know, for the most part, like I'm at a 9 out of 10 on these, like for excitement level. I think they're great. I'll be honest. I don't. Are these pre-orders only? Because I know a couple of people have told me no. You can only get them on Hasbro Pulse, and that kind of repelled me from wanting to get them. To be honest, I don't know. And it's because I haven't seen um, how they can be pre-ordered. I don't know. It's one of those things where if they're online exclusives, I don't think I'll be collecting them because. Not that I have anything against that. I don't, obviously. I, I do buy a lot of stuff online. It's just these were going to be game day decisions for me, as uh, you know, you mm-hmm. used that term before. And, you know, I think sometimes with collecting, it kind of depends on what you find on the pegs that day. I went out shopping today, didn't find anything I wanted. So if I had seen an X-Men Marvel Legends Wolverine in the VHS box, yeah, I might have picked it up. It, it, but it's all very much depending upon what you find that particular day, in my opinion. Yep, I I agree. And you know, there's times where you know you go out and it's like you don't really find anything, but you know, ooh, those three and three quarter Marvel Legends look kind of cool because there's Hulk and Spider Man. Bingo! Like, like I've oh, been wow. kind of wanting have a those WWE Legends, Mister T, you know, or. Boxing uh-huh. Bob Orton. You're like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It always depends and on what's what's out there. Like we mentioned before, the Fortnite figures. I have no interest in those, but if I was wanting to buy something and I saw one that looked cool, it could happen. Exactly. It can happen. It does happen. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still kind of undecided on those. If I see them in the store, it might change my, my tune. Um and that might be a reason they're making these online exclusives because they think the box may not do well in stores since you can't see it. I don't know. I bet we will be able if we don't see it in the action figure aisle. I bet we would see it at like a collector store. Um, yeah, 
That's what, what's the one that's that's by you that um, that you got the the man at arms? Oh, fan fortress. Fan fort. Yeah, I bet a place like that would you know maybe pick them up. You, you know, you might pay five six dollars a little bit more, but but that's fine with me, honestly. But you'd be able to see them and you know make that decision right uh, as needed. No, yeah, I agree completely. But um, unless you have anything else you want to add, I think we could probably dive into what we're finding on the pigs. Uh, that's it. I mean, we've we've covered a good amount of the uh, quote unquote toy fair news this week. Yep, for sure. Um, so on what we're finding on the pegs, I'll kind of start there. Um, not a lot of different stuff, but I did I did hit a target the other day. And I tell you, this is the luckiest target run I've ever been on, I think. First, I found the new Spider-Man spider armor figure that you were looking for. So I I sent you a Mm -hmm. picture. Hey, man, I found this if you want it. And you were like, nope, I actually have it pre-ordered. I'm like, okay, cool. Then I found an AEW unmatched Sting figure. Which I was... That's awesome. It wasn't the chase, of course, but I was still pretty stoked to find Sting. Because so I knew he would be hard to find. And it's an amazing figure. Like, they nailed him. It looks so good. And uh, oddly enough, they did not have Wardlow on the pegs. All of Series 2 was there. Ty Conti, Santana and Ortiz, MJF, no Wardlow. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, he is the first time in the line, and it's his first ever figure, so that could be why. But, but I grabbed Sting, and then I went over to the NECA section, and uh, lo and behold... Frankenrath was there. Jealous. Yeah, they had exactly Super one. Jealous of that. But I was like, wow, that is uh that is um awesome. But of course it hits me on the worst possible time when I I really didn't need to be spending that money, but I couldn't not pick those up, you know, so uh-huh. Gotta do what you gotta do, right? I hear you. So what do you I'll ask a couple questions. You you've got the sting. You have seen multiple Mattel stings of similar coat, jacket, uh, bat sting. Um, who, right off top of your head, who do you think has done it better, Mattel or Jazzwares? Considering Jazzwares, this is their first crack at them. I think that's kind of hard to say because we haven't seen them. Are they going to do a, an older version of Sting? Are they going to do a Surfer Sting? Personally, I hope so. But, you know, Mattel, like I have the Elite Sting where he's in like the white and green. Yeah. And that's and that's good, but the jacket is like really ridiculously hard to get off, which I'm not a fan of that. But the modern day stings all looked pretty good. But I, I have to say, man, there's something special about this one. It is absolutely incredible. Like just seeing it in, and I haven't opened it or anything, but just seeing it in the box, I'm like, this is amazing. So I'm gonna have to go Jazzwares. I'm not surprised you say that because I've heard that that Jazzwares head sculpt it's awesome is like one of the best, if not the best, that they've done. Like we're well, not just them, but for a wrestling figure slash sting figure that it's just spot on to what he looks like. 
Well, and I have the uh, AEW Dax Harwood head or the figure and then Trent. And I was looking at those heads the other day and I'm like, man, these are just, they're a little bit off. Not a lot, like, but they're just not perfect. But that Sting head, they nailed. I mean, they absolutely nailed it. And so then uh, my next question is, what do you think of Frankenrath? Does it live up to the hype that we've been talking about it for the last couple months? Uh, you know, how? Give me your uh, quick review on on that. I, I think I think it's amazing. It's a great looking figure. Again, I think it all depends on if you're a NECA fan, because this figure rang in at thirty six ninety nine. So, yeah. So I mean. You figure that's almost forty bucks, which is about the price of like two elite or AEW figures, right? Not quite, but pretty close. Close enough, yeah. So it's on the expensive side of things. It's not. It's not for everybody. But again, I do like the fact that they release these one at a time. So if I want to get this entire collection, there's only one of them out there right now. There's more coming, but that will be a little bit. Same with uh, gargoyles, right? We've only yeah. seen two, just Goliath and that Goliath variant. So, um, size-wise, how does he compare to like the NECA turtle? Like, is he like is he bigger? Or is he the same scale as the turtles? Like, I like because I, I have yet to see him or see any like comparison pictures. I would say his scale is probably closer to like Bebop and Rocksteady. So he's a little bit bigger. And, but again, I haven't looked closely, but that's what, gotcha. that's what it would seem like to me based on just eyeballing it, but without really having it in front of me. Right. But it's, it's definitely a bigger figure. It's definitely an ultimate style. I mean, it's, it's, it's an awesome piece, man. And, and again, such an interesting deep cut, but I also really want to support this line because I would love to see them do crossovers with modern day movie monsters I've I've forever cuz they did there's these customs that were out there where some guy did like Leatherface and Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers I really want them to do that and NECA has all those licenses so they they can so I'm hoping this is successful so that they do that down the road I I think that would be great um uh you know I'd love to see see those as well so I'm uh, I'm excited to see it. I, I'm waiting for them to show up in my area. Uh, if they have shown up, I I wasn't there in time. So, uh, but I'm definitely definitely excited to to see them. Yeah, great figures. Um, I went to Walmart and Target today. Didn't really see anything new. Kind of a lot of the same stuff. Um, I did find four comma figures on a, on the pegs at one Walmart today, which I thought was odd because that figure came out a long time ago. Yeah, that was a, I think that was a summer release, like July or August. That was the, uh, the exclusive. Yeah. I remember that was hard to find for a while. Yeah. Like, really I know. hard to find. Well, I actually hit you up cause I didn't know if you ever found it or not. I was like, Hey, I actually just spotted this. Like, and I know a lot of people struggle because I, I still haven't seen Zodiac. I still haven't seen the, the goon. Um, I saw a couple of Colonel Mustafa's, but um, 
a lot of those harder to find characters were, you know, a lot of people never saw them. I saw Warlord a couple times, so I kind of wanted to see if you if you wanted this or not. And um, you said you were okay, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I think I picked him up sometime around Halloween. I okay. I had found, I think so, but I, no, I I know I I had found him, but I, I can't remember right exactly when. Yeah, but they they definitely had um, they had a slew of him, but. It's weird, like, all the other toys were pretty well picked over besides WWE. There was a lot of WWE, but, like, very few Joes, very few Marvel Legends, a few DC Multiverse um, that I saw, but nothing nothing crazy. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. Um, I did see at Target they had the new Super 7 G.I. Joe reaction figures on the pegs. Yes, I saw, I saw those... This week as well, like the Arctic Snake Eyes. Yeah, and... I saw Duke and Lady J, maybe. Yes, and a couple of the green shirts on Cobra Troopers. So I, I'd, I'd seen those as well, too. Um, that light blue Snake Eyes is a Target exclusive. Now, Yes. I don't know if that necessarily means, you know, a year or two from now that that's going to be a $100 figure, but... You know, while you're out there looking, if you if you see the light blue snake eyes, that is a Target exclusive. Uh, yep. And if you're a Joe fan, pick it up. Absolutely. Um, last but not least, um, I got a box in from my co-host here, Mr. Travis, and it included several figures that you had been working on uh, for me that you had uh, you had 3D printed. Obviously, you guys have heard us talk about it, but. Um, one of them we're not going to say what it is yet because it's not been officially announced. But I got in, I got in like what eight, nine, ten figures from you. It was a slew. Uh, yeah, it uh, it we it, it started like between like Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it would be like all right, caught up a little bit, and then Christmas happened, and then a couple more, and then a couple more, and then COVID. And then it was like everything got caught up. So it was, uh, you know, we, we joke about the, the 10 pounds of gold, the NWA title. You got uh, four pounds of resin. Yeah, uh, it was it was quite the box. <laughs> but um, it, it's kind of an interesting thing because a lot of these we don't want to say exactly what we have yet. But you'll be seeing pictures soon enough. But I will I will say this one that I have for sure is uh, the gobbledygooker. Um this is something that we got in commission through Mark Cochran and dude, it is incredible. It, it is the gobbledygooker in Hasbro form. I mean, it is such a cool piece and I know that's a deep cut probably for a lot of people, but you know, Gooker never had an official figure. So if you feel like if he's missing from your, from your collection, we can rectify that for you. Yeah. Um, and we call him an action figure and he's Hasbro, but he's kind of more of a galoob because honestly guys, like when it's sculpted, he's got the feather base. So you really can't move his arms because there's feathers everywhere. Yeah. And then the legs go up under the costume and they're straight. So like, yes, it's an action figure. And for the most part, it's in scale, but this one's, this is 
definitely, definitely a display piece. And you, and by this point, you have seen the pictures. You'll know what we're talking about. But um, this is one of those where, you know, hey, we there was really no place to put magnets. There was really no place to make his arms move in a uh, uh, almost like a feasible action. Right. And this is not us like dogging or putting down our own stuff. It's just being honest because when you do something like this, you can't like, especially with printing and resin, things don't move. So, um, but the sculpt is amazing. Um, the, uh, painting it, uh, for all of you painters out there, you're like, oh, that's easy. He's all brown. Oh, you're absolutely right. He's all brown. That's the easy part. But then you've got about 300 little feathers, if you want to do it right, to go through and tip each one of the feathers in white. Well, not only that, there's a black stripe on each of the feathers. Mm-hmm. And then some feathers are orange, some are red, some are blue. There's some light brown feathers. So it's, you know, your mileage may vary how much detail you want to put into it. Um, but I was definitely pleased uh, at how he turned out, especially painting him. And I'm glad that uh, that you liked him. And yeah, that, man. Uh, it's It's definitely an amazing piece. Um, if you guys are listening, you've probably already seen pictures of it. They'll be up on the TB Toycast Instagram and Twitter. Um, it's incredible. It's great stuff, and we got more stuff happening. I want to kind of be discreet on what I say because I kind of want those to speak for themselves when you see them. And, and you know, again, I think most people listening get that these aren't – when we say action figures, they're not really that. They're display pieces in Hasbro form because – you can't really play with these, right? I mean, right? They're hand painted, or, or you know, or you would they would they're resin. I mean, they would have to hand paint them if you wanted them painted. And um, it, it's it's not it's not like you can just beat these up. Like they're resin, they will break, so you have to be careful. But um, they're amazing display pieces. And Gooker is such a fun, unique character. I mean, he goes along with Arachnaman kind of perfectly with kind of the stuff we, we have in mind. So you'll see more of, of that type of thing. And then some stuff that's even more outside the box that we'll be diving into in the near future. So we're excited about it. It's really fun. And keep uh, keep a tab on our social media because you'll be seeing them all very, very soon. Yes, absolutely. And we're excited for you to see what is coming down the pipe. Definitely. Um, so, Travis, I'll kick it over to you. Anything you're finding out there on the pegs? Um, a lot of the same. Like I said, I found those, um, those, uh, target reaction Joes. Uh, they fall in that 66 Batman. Too expensive. Uh, 17, $18. Um, you know, I do get that nostalgia feel seeing the cartoon versions of the figures, but man, it's still just, the rent's too damn high. Um, but um, kind of, I, I wanted to piggyback off what you were saying when you said you found four commas. My Walmart on an end cap restocked uh, four cases of Elite 80 
82 or 83. Um, it's the one with Edge, Drew McIntyre, Sasha Banks, uh, Michael P.S. Hayes, like that line. Mm-hmm. And they had like four cases of those. Oh, wow. Um, and those have been out for well over a year at this point. So um, I don't know. Uh, I, I know WrestleMania is coming up, so maybe these were just sitting in a warehouse and they're, they're clearance. Well, they're not even clearancing them out. They're more now than they were a year ago when they were $18 a year ago. Now they're ringing out at the $23. So right. if you missed anybody from line, uh, go pick them up because I, you know, those are hitting around here. Um, no new AEW. I'm still sitting on a, uh, Santana and Ortiz um, update uh, the uh, Valentine's Day candy is all gone so we have uh, we now have Easter candy and jelly beans everywhere instead <laughs> of conversation hearts um, and that's about it uh, I've seen a lot of origins with uh the sorceress and um, gosh, sorceress jitsu buzz off. I maybe. think it's but yeah, that line has popped up a handful of times as well. So um, that that's really it. Um, just waiting to to see if I can find a Frankenrath and. Uh, to, to add him to, to the collection. All right, man. Um, yeah, that's kind of the thing, right? I mean, I, I hit a target today and no Frankenraft. So, but with NECA, it's so interesting because I remember seeing all those Goliaths and then they all disappeared. And then all of a sudden, like seeing like six more. Yep. So Frankenraft, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I think he'll show up eventually. Uh, there hasn't been, with as much as you and I get out, there hasn't been a NECA release that I have not seen at least twice. True. Yeah, um, I agree with that. So it's one of those, like, kind of like what I'm doing with Triclops. Uh, I saw him once. I haven't seen him since. But I have a feeling here around end of March, beginning of April, it's going to be a whole bunch of Triclops showing up. And I'm going to... Sure. Be like, glad I waited for $23 Triclops instead of $40 Triclops. So, now we'll see. Yep. Uh, I, I'm not too worried. It'll it, it'll happen. Um, I think we, were, we talked about it this week. Like, that's part of why we do go out. Yeah. Yes. Um, because if we went out every time and found everything we wanted with every toy hunt or figure hunt would we keep doing it and the answer right. is n- no because we found everything right you so. wouldn't have to go out every few days if you go out once a week and find everything right exactly yeah i agree well anyway let's uh let's take a break and dive into our main event and discuss x-men series two 
prepare amazing X-Men intro music now. Hey, kid. You think you're an X-Men, okay? Name them. Wolverine, Cyclops, Beast, Gambit, Rogue, Sabertooth, Magneto, Cable, Storm, Phoenix, Bishop, Archangel, Apocalypse, Iceman. You forgot some. Mr. Sinister, Omega, Red, Colossus, Juggernaut, Weapon X, Sauron, Longshot, Fire, Gladiator. Name them. Join them. The X-Men Collection, sold separately. All right, Travis, we are back here. It is main event time on episode 45 as we dive into the X-Men Series 2 from Toy Biz. Um, if people don't remember, I think X-Men Series 1, I'll have to check my notes, but I believe that was episode 6. Feels like so long ago, didn't it? Wow. Yeah, it does. Episode 6, X-Men hmm. Series 1. Wow. Time flies and you're having a good time, I guess. Um, let's let's dive into a, a little bit of X-Men fandom here. I remember this was one of like my first things I really liked, really liked. besides just wrestling. Yes. Like I remember really digging this in school. Other kids were talking X-Men. I wanted to buy X-Men. I really didn't know a lot about the characters. Of course, I knew who Wolverine was because everyone knew Wolverine. And Cyclops had the cool visor, but um, I hadn't seen the cartoon or anything yet. But as Series 2 rolled around, that cartoon had started to hit a little bit and became a pretty big thing for all of us to check out on Fox Kids. It really did. And it's funny how this toy line did a complete 180, essentially, from the comics uh the comic versions to the uh, the cartoons, as well as it's funny how the cartoon made certain popular's character certain popular's character <laughs> uh, certain characters more popular and pushed them to the front of the line, like Gambit, because in really in the comics, Gambit was just another random mutant on the X-Men, but then just blew up because of the cartoon. Because he was has cool. Figure now. Yeah. Everybody so, loved Gambit. He, I mean, who didn't want to carry around a deck of cards that you could throw and blow up? Like, right, absolutely. Like, it, it doesn't get any cooler than that, Monami. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think the X-Men cartoon, the cool thing about it was that little intro to all the characters <sighs> at the beginning. I love that. Sorry for my sake. Exactly. Oh, so good. Well, and then you know like, the, very, the very end with them like all running at the villains, and like you see like Magneto and Charles Xavier, and so cool. It, yeah, and it's they run and they collide. Yep. But I love the outro as well. Do you remember the outro? I do, but not as well. So the outro was like a Cerebro file where like, it clicked on a headshot of one of the X-Men, and then on the right-hand side of your screen was like a, com- a very 3D computer-looking... And they would spin, right? And they would spin, yeah. So you could see the file of each of the X-Men. And that was original. Instead of just getting your credits, you got to see... 
at the time it wasn't even animated. Like I said, it was like computer 3D rendered pictures of your favorite X Men in a, in a stance. Like so, that was really cool too. Oh, dude, it it was such a great show. X Men was huge, and I remember getting my first X Men figures, and these were great figures too. Um, and yeah. I think what's interesting about Hasbro WWF and you know it will always go down as my favorite toy line I think but not a lot of playability with these figures right and like these X-Men figures you could actually you know pick their leg up and kick them in the face and you could do all the moves that you wanted to do with your wrestling figures and well, I think it was the, fun the actions made sense and most of the actions complemented the figure the character but it did not it didn't interfere like, it, exactly it did not interfere or over overtake the figure like you know well, well there's a couple examples coming up and but you still could play with it as a figure and it had a cool action it wasn't just oh i've got this cool action figure like it it both of them complemented each other I agree completely. Now let's kind of dive into series two here. Um, we'll kind of go through the, the the wave and then talk about the figures individually. But again, like you said, these kind of focus a little bit more on onto the cartoon as opposed to the comic book, which makes sense. You know, you want to gear towards cartoons. But uh, series two, we saw Banshee, um, great character, but kind of an underutilized player in the X Men universe. Yes. I feel like this one, this is where I think he was set for the second line for that classic X-Men from the cartoon. Mm -hmm. And then they just went, oh, crap, the the cartoon's big. We've already made Banshee. Uh, That makes sense to keep keep him in there. Because they they made him blue instead of green because he Mm -hmm. was green in the comics. So I don't know if they you know, did a running change to make him blue and yellow to match everybody else in the cartoon, but... Well, yeah, make um, him part of Team X-Men, right? Blue and yellow. Exactly. And he uh, he had his action, you squeeze his legs, and his arm arms came out to fly, but you could move his arms up and down and, and play with them. So, that you know, it goes back to what we were just saying about how the action is there, because that's what he does. But you can still play with him as a normal figure. Exactly. Um, we also get in this line Forge. He had a couple of versions, a brown holster and a yellow holster. I don't think really so much a variant, probably more just a uh, running change. Love Forge, man. Like, he's X-Men's Magnum P.I., right? Got the, He's the tech guy. He's got the mustache. He was actually a Marvel Legends figure that I was like, ooh, I need to get that when that came out a few years ago. And he has a cybernetic leg. Yes. I, uh, this, that, this is the only figure of this line I could never find at retail that I picked up later at a a flea market for a a quote unquote premium because I could never find Forge. Uh, next up we have probably the figure everybody remembers the most. This was the figure I will say it, but well, maybe one other, but the figure I was like, I must have that. I'm talking about Gambit, and he looks just like he does in the cartoon. Uh, he does. the trench coat. 
which was kind yeah. of a, a weird plastic. Yeah, it was a very thin, yeah, like you said, plastic, almost like a raincoat plastic. Like I, very... I remember I was in school. Sorry to cut you off, but I have to tell this story. I was in school. A kid brings Gambit, and I'm like, oh, I want to see it. I want to see it. Everyone's like trying to – because they wanted to see it like you know, a moth to a flame. Like, oh, that's so cool. I want to see it. And And he was like, no, don't touch it. Don't touch it. And a kid grabs it and rips the jacket accidentally. Ugh. And I'm like, I am glad I'm not that kid. Because <laughs> he's got a broke gambit. Yeah, but I remember at this point, And also, too, you have to understand, this is 1992. Hasbros from the WWF were so hard to find. Like, mm-hmm. I never saw them at Walmart hardly. Like, at KB Toys, maybe, at Toys R Us. But you didn't see them all, the, all over the place. And... I remember when I wanted to buy X-Men, I went to Walmart and they had a whole end cap of them. Yeah, and it's because of the popularity of the cartoon and that 90s X-Men Jim Lee stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they were they were abundant. But I also remember to find Gambit, I could only find Gambit at KB Toys because even though there were a bunch of them out, Everybody got Gambit because he was uh, Gambit and Forge for some reason. I mean, obviously Gambit was popular, but yeah, like those were the only. I never saw Gambit at a Walmart, but I paid an extra two dollars at KB because I went <gasps> there. He is. Got to get it. Yep. So this figure, oddly enough, I don't have as much nostalgia for now. But as a kid, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I'm talking about Iceman. This one was a little weird. Like, he... And I I don't remember if there were two of these, but, like, I know one of the ice, or if there was a running change, like, one of them, like, if he wasn't cold, he turned warm in the middle, so he turned kind of orange. But then one of them, he had his ice glider, and if you... You were supposed to fill the ice glider with water, and you could pull his legs out, and then you could slide Iceman on the piece of ice that froze inside of his ice trail. Like, um, goofy, goofy figure, but... Like you're trying too hard to make it interactive? Yes. Yeah. I mean, all you need is, like, a translucent figure and the ice surfboard, right? I mean... Yep. Let the imaginations run wild. They don't need, like, real ice and stuff. I think. That's my opinion. I I agree. Who needs to, You don't need to be freezing your action figures. <laughs> there, there's a meme. Right. <laughs> like, so don't just Travis looking all serious. Don't freeze your action figures. <laughs> I want you to not freeze your action figures. <laughs> I love it. Um, one of the coolest villains of all time. Um, one of my favorite Marvel characters actually as well. And I never had this one. I always wanted it. Uh, I remember getting his Marvel legends back in like the early two thousands, um, which had the similar outfit. Just loved it. Talking about Magneto. This was a cool Magneto cause the, he looked more menacing, more evil. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, his head wasn't, 
as big as a dome as the series one. Like he was more sleek and I don't know, menacing and he still had the magnetic uh, piece in his chest. So you got that one scrap metal that would stick to his chest, but uh, the, the helmet was molded on and it just, I, I think this was a way better Magneto than the series one Magneto. No, I agree. It's it's an amazing figure, and, and he had his cape. Right, exactly. Have, I don't think he had his cape in the the series one figure. I, I think you're right. Yeah, definitely a much better improvement. This guy, this next guy, will go down as one of my all time favorite villains as well. Um, dude, X Men had some great characters, like just unbelievably good ones. Mister Sinister. He scared the crap out of me as a kid. Dude, for some right? reason, like white face, red eyes, flat top, goatee, spiky teeth, spiky teeth, the weirdest looking cape you've ever seen. And a diamond in the middle of his forehead. And he may or may not have like a Fu Manchu or a goatee or something, something right? Some type of random facial hair, like uh, just odd and creepy. And Honestly, I didn't know about Mr. Sinister until the cartoon. Right. So, like, uh, the fact that, you know, he couldn't get hurt, and the only thing that ever hurt him was uh, Havoc or Cyclops' optic blast, and but then he melted and came back. Just an all-around just creepy, creepy guy, like villain. Oh, for and sure. It, Creepy figure because if you, if I remember, you pushed on his back and his eyes lit up red and like his chest did and like it was just, I don't know, nightmare fuel for a kid. Oh, for sure. That's scary. Uh, next up, Sabretooth. Uh, this is not the, I had Sabretooth, not this version. I had the more classic version. I don't actually recall this one though. I, I think. I confuse this and I think the series one saber tooth because both of these are very, very similar. If not the exact same figure with like the battle damage on the belly from the Wolverine claws mm -hmm. or the mute, the quote unquote mutant healing factor. Um, there might be some slight changes, but not much. Next up Sauron. Uh, another character I was not super familiar with. I actually have this Build-A-Figure from the current Hasbro line. Um, but, I mean, how cool is it to have this mutant dinosaur-looking guy, right? I really think that's why he made the cut. I mean, he wasn't extremely popular. Um, but it, it's toys made for uh, teenage boys. Like you said, it's a dinosaur. And he's got a mallet to bonk you over the head. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Um, and then, of course, the uh, flagship, Wolverine. This is the costume we all probably know and love. The yellow and blue with trimmed in black. The retracting claws. The mask. I mean, who doesn't love Wolverine? I... You, you can debate me on this one, but I... I think this is, if this isn't the best Wolverine action figure, it's it's definitely up there 
even after all these years, like, uh, he's, it's just the epitome of Wolverine. And I know there's been some arguments about this figure because he's tall and lanky and that's not Wolverine. Wolverine, like, yeah, get over that argument. But like, this is to me like the perfect Wolverine figure. Um, and he comes with a laser hand blaster. Don't know why, don't know how. Or even why Wolverine has a laser blaster, but he came with one. That was his accessory. For sure. Amazing figure. So good. Um, This one is interesting. It's the third edition Wolverine. I remember seeing this on the back of the package. Had no interest because it's not the Wolverine I knew. Apparently there's two versions. You can get yellow legs or blue legs. No mask. um, Kind of an updated costume, but... I don't know. This one doesn't do it for me. Not that, I mean, I know almost all of my, this is a a later series, but almost all of my friends had the weapon X Wolverine because it was the peg warmer, you know? Uh huh. So it's, it's one of those things where you see this, you're like, Oh, like if you need Wolverine, you're going to buy it, but it's probably not the one you want. Right. I, uh, excuse me. I think they just made this one to, uh, you know, th- have a an unmasked uh, Wolverine, and uh, I think the costume was slightly different. It was more so like a, a stealth costume instead of like the shoulder pads and the the tiger stripes. It was more of more comic themed than than the cartoon. Um, right. You know, like you said, not not the greatest, but. Uh, if this was today, he'd just have an extra head and you just pop the head off. Exactly. Um, but that rounds out Series 2 of the X-Men. After re- seeing all these over again, what are your thoughts on this, man? Wolverine and Gambit. Yeah. Still still amazing after all these years. I agree. Um, just an absolutely phenomenal line. Makes me very nostalgic to want to recollect those, to be totally honest with you. Because there's a lot of a lot of gems in there. I remember um, getting some of these characters and like didn't really know a lot about X Men because I'm seeing the cartoon. But you know, when you're when it's on once a week, it's kind of hard to catch up on all the characters, right? Oh yeah. But I remember I had Wolverine and Sabretooth, and then I got Juggernaut, and then like for Easter one year, my mom got me. Archangel, which was a really cool figure, and someone else. I'm trying to think who it was. Uh, it wasn't Gambit, because I got him a bit later on. But, um, And then I ended up getting Professor X. I mean, I had some I had some great figures. And again, it was cool, because I would get a character. I didn't really know who they were. And then I would like read their bios, you know, and stuff like that on the, on the box. Yeah, it, well, and that was the cool thing about it. You got their, essentially, bio or file card on the back to where, you know, all right, this is, this guy is part of Magneto's Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. So right. he's going to team with Magneto, who's the leader. And then I've got a team of bad guys and a team of good guys. Let's battle. Exactly. So much fun. And uh makes me miss the days of... The Toy Biz X-Men figures on the pegs. Those were those were good times. But as we as we wrap up this week and, and move on to next week, episode 46, this was an interesting uh, choice for our main event, Travis. And this is actually our closest poll we've ever had. Um, 
the choices were Beanie Babies, Big Bad Beetleborgs, The Mask, and Rock'em Sock'em Robots. And the winning vote got 28%. The other three all tied for second at 24%. So what you're saying is one or two people were the deciding factor in this. Pretty much. Um, so Rock'em Sock'em Robots, The Mask, and Beanie Babies all landed at 24% with Big Battle Beetleborgs edging ahead at just 28%. And that will be our main event for next week. I must say, I am very excited about this because I love the Big Bad Beetleborgs. This was kind of like when Power Rangers was getting stale. This was launched and it was like, oh man, I love this. This is awesome. They're kids just like me. And they're they're getting their power from these comic book characters. Like, I thought it was awesome. So, it, it I mean, looking back, it probably was no good at all, but... Something about it was fun. You know, they went to a haunted house with all these monsters lived in and talked to a guy named Flabber who kind of looked like an Elvis. <laughs> I don't know what you call him. Right. Like, like a bad impersonator type. I don't know. Like, like the more you think about the show, it's almost like one of those Mandela effects. It's like, did that actually happen? Like, is this a real right. thing? Because uh, it was so off the wall. But it was kind of, I think it was one of those, like, Super Sentai shows that they kind of refurbished and made. Big Bad Beetleborgs. Yeah. It it's, awesome. uh, I remember it. Um, it's a little, a little after, like, I got out, like, right as I was leaving junior high and high school. So I, I didn't miss it, but I definitely saw a few episodes, you know, when you turn it on to, to watch X-Men or, you know, one of the things I was watching and I would catch a sporadic episode here and there. And I definitely remember seeing the figures as well. So I'm excited to uh, talk about those. I think this will be interesting, too, because it will kind of show the fact that we're close in age. But at that that point, it was a big gap, you know, if four years or so, because Power Rangers was fading and this happened to come along. And it was like, and, and I don't want to say Power Rangers was fading, but it wasn't the new toy anymore. It wasn't the new thing. Right. And this kind of kind of took that place. I remember me and my sister both liked watching it because the three kids all kind of had like a little special power. And they would read the Beetleborgs comics and that kind of learn how to fight these bad guys. And I was just like, oh, this is so cool. And honestly... Being a kid who loved comics that could never really go to a comic book store because I didn't live by any of them, it was kind of fun because I was like vicariously living through them of like seeing them in comic book stores. Right. I, I thought was really, really fun. That's one thing that I do remember liking about it was that it, you know, it did have that comic uh, tie in. Like I said, it was just one of those like just timing, like. Because, like you said, Power Rangers wasn't gone, but, like, the excitement and the the bloom had kind of fell off the rose. And, you know, Power Rangers at the time got rid of the original cast, so we didn't know that it was going to go on for another 20 iterations and 20-some-odd years. You know, we thought Power Rangers might be ending because, oh, well, they've just replaced... Yeah, everybody. uh, Yeah, and these guys aren't as cool, so... Um, and I think that's why, you know, another 
factor. Not only was I a little older, but it was just like, ah, well, so, right. um, I, but I, I'm excited to do, uh, do some research, call up a research team and, uh, talk some Beetleborgs. I think it'll be fun, man. Of course we want to, you know, shout out everybody that, that listens to our show. Um, we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, we have our shout outs of people we like to, we like to, you know, let you guys know about, of course, um, I always start off with doing the favor, Eric and Barry over there, uh, great dudes. And, you know, me, you, and actually big underscore Bane have all done watch alongs with, uh, with, uh, Eric and Barry recently. So check out doing the favor. If you haven't, it's an amazing show. Uh, the one and only Jason Wolf, uh, Howlin' with the Wolf. I love listening to that show, his one-man podcast. I'm a big fan of his chop shop and his custom figures. I've just got some new stuff in. I got some stuff on the way, which I'm, I'm excited about. And All-around great dude. In fact, I, I, I have, uh, on pretty good authority, we might be getting a new TV Toycast logo soon. Uh, stay tuned. TBD. <laughs> uh uh, of course, I want to shout out Tim over at Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot. Another great, great dude and a really fun podcast highlighting members of the figure community. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steven Eriks, another fun retro look at pro wrestling. Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast about horror films with our friend Richard and his pal Matt. And then, of course, catching up with Aaron and Daniel from my buddy Aaron Anders and his, and his friend Daniel. And that's who I got for shout outs, man. Uh, I would like to shout out, of course, uh, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott. Uh, Scott's uh, side project uh, with uh, Adam and Eddie, the Drunk Wrestling History. At time of recording, they just released their uh, debauchery that is their Valentine's Day episode. So uh, this is their WrestleMania. Uh, and Scott has... Uh, cursed me as the uh godfather of these episodes because uh it kind of morphed from one of the ideas i gave him back in for a show topic of and it's turned into something crazy so check it out it is one of their their funniest and, and best episodes of the year uh also i want to shout out and congratulate uh, Tales from the Estate. Absolutely. Drew and Caitlin Vinsel. Uh, they had, uh, Caitlin obviously has been pregnant for, well, eight months now. She's no longer. Uh, congratulations. They had two healthy baby boys. Little early, little premature, but uh, they're doing great. Mom and dad are doing good from what we've seen and from what we've talked about. So, uh, congratulations guys from me and, and breaker. And, uh, you know, if you've got to take a break from the podcast, uh, we all understand, but, uh, you know, big shout out and congratulations to you guys. Oh man. I, I was so excited when drew made that post for, uh, for his, for his boys, Cole and Rocco. Um, I, I'm just, I'm stoked for him, man. I think that's so cool. And, your priorities obviously change as life goes on, and um, I don't and I don't know what the future of their podcast will be necessarily. We'll obviously let them decide that, but um, I, I'm I'm very I'm very happy for them. I just I can't say that enough. Just super happy for them. 
Yeah, it, it's great. And, you know, happy they're both healthy, happy the boys are healthy, and it's just good news all around. So uh, congratulations to you two. And uh, to round it out, uh, we've got Star Joes with Ryan, uh, Chuck, John, and Grub. Um, they had a new episode drop uh, where they covered the 30th anniversary of uh, arguably the most famous G.I. Joe comic, uh, G.I. Joe 21, Silent Interlude, uh, where they talked about the comic. They talked about the recent uh, original uh, art of the cover being sold at Heritage Auctions. Uh, good episode, uh, good old school episode that, that we're used to seeing. So go check that out. And finally, the Open Your Toys podcast with our, with our buddy Rock. Uh, they do you know a, a weekly audio and video podcast, deep, deep dives into your, your toy news uh, and happenings. So go check them out. Absolutely. Check out all those guys if you can. Also, check out our T-shirt store, whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for the TB Toycast. You can also find shirt stores for all of a lot of the people we mentioned here um, and uh, a lot of our friends. Of course, also check out my other shows. You know, it's Fake Right every Monday with a special guest and Breaker and Bates Power Hour every Sunday. And then, of course, Big Underscore Bane's show, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. He's been on a terror lately from what I understand. He has been. Uh, they're, they're, they're like the odd couple. Bill gets on uh, Bane's nerves, and Bane gets on Bill's nerves. Um, I think I think Bane would be very upset if Bill like left, like like he like he's so used to the chaos now. He I think he he tells himself I want peace and quiet, but if he got it, I think he'd be disappointed. You know. Oh yeah, it's, there's definitely a Stockholm syndrome going oh, on. Oh, for sure. With this, exactly, but... Stockholm syndrome. That's what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a Stockholm syndrome going on. So, uh, and I also, you know, shout out to uh, to Bill Benis. I know he's the uh, the owner, sole owner, because you sold your shares of uh, PHPW, and you know, there's this rumor he spent all this money. But you know, as your world champion of PHPW, my checks are still cashing, guys. So I don't know really what what the problem is. So uh, yeah, what could go wrong to- with Bill in charge, right? Right, absolutely nothing. He he takes care of his champ. So, shout out to uh, Big Chief Bill Beans. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, check out all the all the stuff we shouted out there, and also uh, we've mentioned it before, but Arachnaman and Gobbledygooker. If you want either of these figures, let us know. We can make it happen for you. They are resin three D printed, uh, but they are Hasbro scale. Um. They're customs, obviously, so be aware of what you're getting. But so much fun, man. Yes. Uh, like I said, labor of love. I don't know if we really want to call it a labor, but we, we've it's talked about it. passion project. Passion project. There you go. Uh, I'm, you know, as happy as we were for Arachnaman when we saw Gooker, it was all the same. And it's, it's one of those things when you see it, you go, that's exactly how I would have envisioned a gobbledygooker Hasbro figure. And this is not really something we set out to be like, ooh, let's let's sell these. 
It was, we want these figures personally, but you know what? If other people want them, we can make that happen for them too, because why not? Exactly. It's a really cool thing. I'm very excited to, I've got a box coming with a, with a couple of these guys and I'm excited to get them on the shelf and just, uh, you know, show them to the world. It's, it's a lot of fun. That's what collecting is all about. So hit us up if you want either of those. Make sure to follow us on social media at TB Toycast. And I think that's all I got. So um, we appreciate you guys listening. It's late at night. I'm kind of having a hard time wrapping it up. I'm very tired. But uh, anyway, thank you guys for checking out the TB Toycast. And we will see you in the toy aisle. Take it easy.